Welcome back to Rob Gill's Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. If you like what you're hearing and want to learn how to take action on your financial future, click the link in our bio to speak to us directly. To learn more about how you can achieve financial freedom, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow Rob Gill all over social media. Financial freedom awaits. So back by popular demand, and, and I had thrown a clip up of my last interview as one of my favorite clips of 2022, uh, from the streets to the suites, and we're going to get into some deep recovery, folks, so get your napkins out. Let me just talk a little bit about CFC recovery, which is an alternative way of staying sober, much different approach than AA's 12 steps, much more inclusive on certain things that AA non-judgment that doesn't have. And I have with me the executive director, Alyssa Reagan. Hello, Alyssa. Good to see you. Thank you so much for being back yeah, on the show. thanks for having me. I'm very excited. And as am I. Um, you know, your story is one of the most touching, greatest examples of success in the game of life that I've ever, ever been a part of. Thank ever you. even spoken about or even interviewed. And I can't stress that enough. <laughs> wow. So you were kicked out at 19. Mm-hmm. Um, while you have a scholarship, mm-hmm. and do you, do you talk to the to your parents? Or do you have any? Con- is there any? I have no contact okay. with them. Mm-hmm. So, um, you then got a full time job at nineteen. What was what was your job? I was working in retail because um, okay. I had no skills, so I couldn't um, get anything above like minimum wage paying job. Um, so I was working in retail. Were then you I scared. Like, what was going on with you at that point? Um, I was again. I have a tendency to be very stubborn. Um, so I think I was living, I immediately disassociated. This isn't happening to me. Um, I'm like, you know, this isn't happening all over again and I'm just gonna have to figure it out. So in, it. in those moments, it was really problem solving, but I feel like once I was in a safe space to be able to actually feel those things, I definitely was dealing with a lot of those traumas being abandoned all over again. Were you living with friends or anything at this point? Like, where um, were you? Yeah, so I was actually couch surfing, like just setting up sleepovers couch with surfing. a bunch of my friends. Um, and I happened to, my one friend was leaving for college, and I forget how we figured it out, but I spent the night with her. Um, and I told her, you know, what was happening with my parents. And she had snuck out of the room while I was sleeping to tell her family mm. um, what was going on. And I came down the stairs the next morning to go to work. She was going to drop me off before she left for college. Um, and her dad was sitting on the couch and saw me come down with my little duffel bag. And he told me to leave my bags at the door and that he would see me after work. Um, and I went home and I stayed there for two years. And they just, wow. yeah, they took me in. What was that like? Um, amazing, really. Uh, I never had someone take a chance on me in that way. Um, and they actually had a conversation with my parents to let them know, like, your daughter's here. Um, you know, maybe we could help mediate a conversation. And my parents had shared information with them. They made it seem like I was like this violent, mm-hmm. aggressive child, um, and that they would soon learn who Alyssa really is. So they were resentful. Um, and, uh, and they didn't let that sway them. They just, you know, put some faith in me and they they really helped me, you know, get the stable life that I needed to get a good job and really get up under. So what was this. your job doing? It? So you so like what happened? Did you get like a, a job that led to CFC? Yeah. So I um 
I had only been living with them for about two weeks and then uh, a mutual friend had texted me and invited me to go whitewater rafting. It was like 6 a.m. Um, again, I'm 19 and it's 6 a.m. I'm also yeah. like homeless, really. Like I didn't know how long I was going to be staying with these people. So I'm like, I'm and, not. By the way, the uncertainty of not knowing how long you're going to stay. That, mm -hmm. that, did that stay with you every day? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just, do you still feel that now? Um. I do, but I'm okay. in a lot of therapy for that. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she texted me at 6 a.m. to invite me to go whitewater rafting. And again, I grew up in a very different neighborhood. We do not go whitewater rafting. Yeah, I, like, I, that is I not. Know what that was either. Um, I still don't know what it is. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not doing that. It's 6 a.m. I'm sleeping. Um, and she called me a little while later and she's like, hey, I'm going to go to a party tonight. Do you want to come? And I'm like, yeah, I'll go to a party. Like, Again, I'm like two weeks in. I've had like a really tumultuous couple of months. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out and I'm going to really party because my parents were so strict and conservative. I'd never even had a drink up until that point. Mm. Um, so I get there and that's where I met Daniel. It was actually a CFC sober hot tub party. They wow. invited pizza. Um, and we had a conversation and he eventually asked me on a date and so, so wait, so you went to worked. a sober party, mm -hmm. not knowing you were going to a sober party. Yep. How, how many years did he have at that point? Two. Okay. So he did the right thing, you know, mm -hmm. from a standpoint, you know, mm -hmm. they always say stay sober at least one yeah. year. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if CFC says that, but I know I say you can't go, go on no dates until at least one year. <laughs> um, so, he did not follow that rule, if you're, if you're wondering. <laughs> well, you can want to date, no relationships, as long as you're honest yeah, about, about your intentions. Yeah, yeah. You can't like say this, oh, baby, baby, I love you, I love you, mm -hmm. and then, you know. No, Dan then, yeah, is yeah, it's totally be, a, a John, it's got to be honest, remember? <laughs> John was there when I first got sober. Yeah, yeah, remember? They were throwing nickels out. They were throwing fruit at me when I was on a lunch date with somebody when I worked on Wall Street. <laughs> we'll talk about, I was on a date, and all of a sudden, fruit was getting thrown at me from like, a hundred feet away. It's good friends. That was my friend, right? Yeah. yeah. John, John Springer, everybody. <laughs> Look at him. So um, you meet Daniel. Mm -hmm. And how quick is it like, hey, hello, we like each other to like now you're ingrained in the family. And that whole, I'm sure the love was like that whole, that, your your ride is so incredible. Like all the, the role, yeah. it's so insanely like great, but you know, every, whatever, every yeah. part of it. I'm going to put Dan on blast. He told me he loved me um, after knowing me for three days. He knew. Um, he knew what he wanted. And so it happened pretty quickly. Um, we we were just kind of. How did that feel for you, though? Like, you're used to not, like, you're now getting love, right? Yeah. Like, I'm like, this boy what does that crazy. feel like? Though? Yeah. like and it kept, but even his family and everything, mm -hmm. right? Like, what was that? That must have been, uh, I'm just thinking, you must have been like, hey, when's the shoe going to drop? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Um, it was definitely like that. And you're coming into a family of entrepreneurs. Yes. Um, entrepreneurs. You know, his his mom had already owned multiple businesses at that point, And CFC was just starting. Um, his dad was very successful. They lived in a beautiful house in Farmingdale. They had horses. His sisters were competition riders. Mm. Um, a, it felt like just a lot to come into. Um, and very big Italian family, very loud. They hug, they kiss, they, there are no secrets. Um, and especially given Dan's addiction, there really were no secrets at that point. They yeah. talked about everything all the time. Um, and so it was very intimidating going into that. Um, it, it didn't sink in until like a year or two where I was really starting to feel 
very comfortable and going, wow, like this is, wow. I'm really a part of this and I deserve this. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And how was Dan like with you? Like he must've had like a lot of, I'm not going to say patience, but he mm -hmm. must've felt like how he could share this with you and you feel comfortable. Was yeah. there, was the first year tough like that? Or was it fun or was it? Um, I tried to get Dan to break up with me after we were dating for six months. Wow. Um, was that a test? No, it was, um, I just wasn't secure with myself. I really felt like he deserved more. Got it. Um, and, you know, again, his family is very successful. Um, and so he, you didn't feel like you belong. You didn't I feel just like didn't feel like, I was like, why wouldn't you want to be with someone who yes. isn't homeless and working a, like three part-time jobs trying to like scrounge money together to buy a car? Yeah, yeah. You know? And what did he say? Um, he... He said, he said, do you really want me to break up with you? And I said, no. And he's like, all right, then shut up. And that was the last of that conversation. Um, Dan's just always, he's been very patient with me. Um, and he's just very intuitive. I think that's why, yeah. you know, the recovery plan that he molded for himself worked for him. Because mm. um, he's just a very feelings kind of person yep. um, and allows people to have this space um, that they need to really grow. He's never stopped me from doing anything and has been like my number one supporter over the last 10 years. So, and how many kids you and Dan have? We have two. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So now you're, you're, you're with each other. When did you start working for CFC? And what was your, what was your initial step in role? Yeah, so my involvement really, um, we were only dating for two re two weeks when the first Rock the Farm happened. Oh, wow. Um, and it was on the family farm. It was still pretty big. Did that intimidate you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, what it are they doing? It intimidated me, too. Yeah, I was like, yeah. what are they doing? <laughs> um, it, it's not as big as it is now, but it was yeah. still, I mean, they had like 3,000 people at their first Rock the Farm. That's all friends and family and like just whatever word on the street that they yeah. could get. Um, and it was impressive. They had stages and 10 bands and it was really cool. Um, so my first involvement with that was just volunteering. Like whenever I could, cause again, I was working full time now. Um, so whenever I could help out as a volunteer, I would. And that was like, you're mailing, licking envelopes and mailing out mailers with Lynn one day, or you're, you know, setting up rock the farm for three days in a row. Mm. Um, so that was my initial involvement. It wasn't until, um, my sister-in-law got involved with the organization. She was doing marketing. Um, and she asked me to help her with some, you know, graphic design. And that's kind of where I got more in the inner workings of CFC. Yeah. And because and a lot of people watch this channel are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 I'm an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. That's all I know. I, I don't know traditional. And for the entrepreneurs out there, you know, it's like starting here. Right. And executive director now, 10 years later or, or mm -hmm. is it 10? Yeah. yeah. 10 years later, it's going to be a it wasn't just given to. Mm -hmm. to Alyssa at all. Mm -hmm. She had to earn it every mm -hmm. step of the way. Mm -hmm. And we always talk about mentors. Who's your top five? Who, who are the top five people that are giving you information that could positively impact what you do next, where you could stand on their shoulders, turn decades into days, and really kind of shrink time or collapse time mm -hmm. and create scale? It seems like to me that you had a front row seat to an unbelievable, extraordinary entrepreneur and mentor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about like just all of a sudden because you're obviously book smart, you're mm -hmm. good with grades, you're mm -hmm. street smart. What was that like? And 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 you're very young, mm -hmm. so you're you're learning all this stuff at a young age. If you could share some of that as far as the journey, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, I you've met Lynn, yes, and she's amazing. And 
no one tells her no. And if they do, she's just going to do it anyway. That's right. Um, so being able to have her as a model to figure out, you know, simple things like I, she helped me buy my first car. Um, you know, finding a car that's going to work, that's, you're going to be able to get at least two to three years out of it that I'm buying again for like $800, like not, it's not a fancy car. Um, and, um, setting up my life. So that way it makes sense how to build credit, how to save your own money, how to, um, she taught you, she didn't just mm -hmm. give it to you. No, like she taught you, you, Mm -hmm. you had to learn, nothing was given. Here's money for, right. That's Mm -hmm. And you have to think her son's two years into recovery. So as much as she loves me, she doesn't know me. Yeah, So, um, and she doesn't know what our relationship is, is going to turn out to. And she knew a lot of my story at that time. So again, here's someone that has a lot of emotional regulation that they have to figure out how is that trauma going to seep into their life? You know, what the relationship with my adoptive parents and my biological parents was so toxic. Um, And so those are scary things when you have someone that's very fragile. Um, But she has always given everyone a chance, just like she did at CFC. And so she just gave me the tools that I needed and I could utilize them. Or I could not, but it was definitely understood. If you're going to be a part of this family, you have to do something. So when when you see a a I'm, I'm gonna I'll make a gender related for a reason, mm-hmm. but when you see a powerful force that's a female, mm-hmm. not accept no. Yeah. Right. Not accept no. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like for you, based on what your experience was at that point? Um, incredible. Because up until that point, I didn't know um any women in my life that were so that weren't afraid of other men, um, that weren't afraid to um, just do whatever it was that they wanted and did it in such a smart way that, um, you know, she kind of, I mean, she didn't fly under the radar, but she definitely, she got things done and without ruffling too many feathers, you know, was able to still make connections and still be soft um, and still, you know, make people feel welcome and warm. Um, And really, you know, loving her kids. I'd never seen someone have a healthy relationship with their parents before. Watch this. So what Alyssa just spoke about, and for you in sales, and if you want to learn integrity, there's four energies. There's Zeus energy, where you just go zone action and get something done. There's goddess energy. She just described that Lynn had goddess energy, especially when no came up. She had to bring people together, create certain scenarios, and didn't ruffle any feathers. There's aspirational energy, which is exactly what Alyssa's story has been about this whole time for anyone that's really listening and taking notes. And then there's fun energy, right? Fun energy is what I like to lean on before I go in and and I don't use the word close in sales. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, that doesn't work for me because mm-hmm. I think transformational vocabulary is a real thing. But fun energy exists for me as I'm gonna create a formation agreement. Formation agreement means hello to yes, right? So mm-hmm. so for me, fun energy is always part of it. I'll go Zeus, I'll go goddess, I'll go aspirational. But I love my my centerpiece is going to be fun energy, mm-hmm. right? So that that's how I play it. As you're discussing Lynn's four energies, um, for folks that are out there, you want to be able to not ruffle feathers, but that doesn't mean you don't ask for the you know the sale. You don't you don't sit on the sidelines, but it's about how do you politically and diplomatically get people to be aligned, and that's through integrity based yeah. human influence. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to influence people, mm-hmm. and the only way you can influence people, at least in my opinion, you know, and I taught my my partner Sean taught me this. Sean Callagy, it's really being able to get to know them, mm-hmm. not them to get to know me. Right. You know, really genuinely care mm-hmm. about, you know, Alyssa's story, mm-hmm. which I do, by the way. And and um, I care about Lynn's story. I care about Daniel's story because that's more important than my story. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's how you create influence and, and 
And when you do it that way with integrity, um, not like a soulless narcissist, but when you do it like that, I learned narcissist today, folks, I'm 52, just so we're all clear, I learned a real good definition of it today and it's without a soul. I never knew what it meant, but it's without a soul. Anyway, I just digressed there a little bit. Um, but my point is integrity with influence is, is, the, is the whole difference. Mm -hmm. You have the good fortune of being around people that are coming in the door looking for a ray of hope. Mm -hmm. And you're, Dan, Daniels is an example, Kim's an example, but your story is, is, is just as powerful, mm -hmm. especially that you're a normie, yeah. right? Um, incredible stuff. And, and along the way, year three, four, five, six, seven, when did it become apparent to you that, hey, you know what? I could become executive director at this thriving entrepreneur, game-changing, life-changing company. Yeah. Um, so I had my first daughter, and I started to think about, okay, what um, can I do with my life that is going to be most impactful for her? Because I want her to know that she can do anything and provide her with a childhood that I didn't have. Mm. And I had the steps already. I had a stable relationship, a great family. Um, we had a stable household. And so I really wanted for her to know that all things are possible. Yeah. I wanted to be emulate what Lynn had been for her daughters. Um, and so with her, I started, I went back to school. I became a real estate agent. Um, wow. I, at the time before that, I was working in the medical field as a medical assistant um, and really just doing anything possible to get the next job up and to get the next experience where I could possibly move into more of an executive level. So you weren't focusing on CFC at that point. You were no, trying so to I your was, own track. Yeah, I was very stubborn. Um, I Got was it. offered positions multiple times you at, at show. CFC. Got it. But I wanted to have my own thing. Um, and I wanted to feel like I, I had created something on my own. Yeah. Thinking back to it, I would have saved myself at least a years. lot of time <laughs> um, if I had just <laughs> jumped in. Um, but I didn't believe that I could, I could do it yet. So... So I that was, was part of it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, what made you jump in? Well, um, Lynn's dad. I know you do it. Yeah. Lynn's dad actually got really ill. Um, and it was really apparent that that was kind of like the last year that we were going to have with him. Um, I had come on already to help my sister-in-law with like the marketing and yeah. things. Um, but there was just like little things that started happening where, you know, she had to be his caretaker 24-7. Yeah. So Ashley couldn't make every single meeting. Um, so Ashley needed to help her more on that executive level. And I started taking over in marketing. Hmm. Um, and then it just slowly progressed. Um, it was very clear, uh, with his passing that she needed to, she was ready to do other things. Like Got she it. wanted to spend time with her family. She, at the time we had two kids now, so she wanted to be with her grandkids. Um, you know, she wanted to travel and she just, she'd been doing it for 10 years. And so if you could describe like I'm two years old. Mm -hmm. What is your day-to-day -day, uh, job activity? Day-to-day. -day. There's a lot um, because we have multiple sober living. So there's always some kind of crisis or something happening with that. Um, do you have people around you that report to you? Yeah, like, we do. That... I have um, staff underneath me that are amazing, um, very dedicated employees that you know are on call 24-7. Um, so the day starts usually with us, you know, approaching whatever those situations are. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a lot of other intricacies that happen uh, where we have zoning issues or we have uh, licensure stuff. 
Um, then there's the meetings with all of the people to secure funding. There's writing for grants. Mm. Um, there's having conversations with your board members, curating a board. Um, and then still the marketing aspects, all of our fundraising events, all of our flyers and everything, all of those things need to be approved and gone out. So there's quite so, a lot. So when you look umbrella. at, yeah, it's amazing. So when you look at like, let's say it's January 1st, right? Mm -hmm. Or let's say it's December 15th, you in advance figure out, all right, this is what we're going to do in the first quarter. This is what we're going to do in the second quarter. Yeah. So we have, plan? we have our entire fiscal calendar, um, out December of the following year for the next year. Got it. So we already know what we're doing moving into the year. Yeah. Obviously there are more opportunities that come along and we can decide at that moment to take them. Yeah. We almost always take them, um, which is why we're always like scrambling from one thing to the next. Um, but yeah, we're, we plan, we plan ahead. You have to. So if I was to go 10 years in the future, mm -hmm. right? Cause primarily CFC recoveries, um, members are in New Jersey. Is that mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. For now. Okay, so the goal would be what to really, if it's 10 years in the future, to be able to have people just like in AA, mm -hmm. to be able to go to CF reco CFC recovery um, workshops yeah. or programs, would it be all across the country? Mm -hmm. Is that what you're building That's now? our goal. Yeah. And that's being built. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. And how many different, how many different locations? I know you said We have uh, three locations right now in Monmouth and Ocean County. Yep. Um, and then uh, we're, we have one coming up in Florida and another one in Pennsylvania. Okay. And how do you know to expand into the next one? Are you, are you guys always looking for the next one to build out or you, you want to get these going first? Like what is the. So CFC started just as a relapse prevention program. Um, and then, you know, that Dan ventured off from the relapse prevention program to the actual treatment side of things. Yep. Um, so he opened relevance, which is in freehold. Um, and his goal is to attach aftercare to treatment centers. Yep. Um, and a lot of treatment centers haven't really been very receptive to that. So he's creating the new model now mm. um, where it's already built into the program. Got it. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how we're, we're following now. But CFC itself, because it surrounds multiple pathways of recovery, can really be brought into any community at any time and doesn't need to be attached to any one entity. It, it runs on its own. Have you guys created a blueprint and, a, and like a, a, a how to do a course for people to be able to understand it, like created a digital program around it or anything? Um, we've developed that um, and it's definitely available to people that are looking to do it. But you have to be um, a specific type of person to want to run a program like this. It has to still feel grassroots um, and still feel like a mother's love. It doesn't it should. And that's the message at all times. Mm -hmm. Like it can't that can't be diluted, deleted or distorted. Yeah. 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 So, so let me ask you this. Um, I, I'm a big fan of you and your story. Mm -hmm. What does it look like for you when it's all said and done? What do you want to be known as? What do you want to be remembered as? What, what is, what is the blueprint and the footprint that you want to leave behind? Um, so I think with CFC, I've been given this amazing opportunity, obviously to help people in recovery, but you could recover from anything. And so I've, say that I'm a normie, but I am in recovery, um, you know, experiencing sexual trauma and abuse, um, being a child of a narcissist. And there's a lot of inner child healing that I am working through right now with a lot of therapy. Um, and so the biggest impact that I want to make is so that other kids that may have gone through the situations that I've been in yep. know that success is possible. 
Um, and you're going to have to fight your way to get there, but it, it, it is a possible thing and community is so important. Mm. Um, and I think it's really just changing the conversation that's had about foster care system and adoption as a whole, um, is definitely a goal for me. Um, but just being able to help other people. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. You just said something about changing and bringing awareness to what, what that world looks like. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's part of the plan when this is for me to coach me, but when you, because, you know, times and any get them in there, any time during the week, the voice will come back to me like, hey, you're really not that good. What are you doing? You mm -hmm. can't do this. This is all fake. This, is, this mm -hmm. isn't even like, what do you even, what do you, you think you could actually do this stuff? Yeah. How do you combat that inner voice when it comes in on you? Um, <laughs> it's really hard. Um, I've been in intensive inner child therapy for about 15 weeks now. Yeah. Um, and I really feel like I was in survival mode really up until my, the birth of my second child because I didn't feel safe enough. And I didn't feel like I was in a place where I could really start exploring who Alyssa is um, and really getting into the reasonings why I work. Um, so for me, when I get those like little nagging um, feelings, I do a lot of breath work, mm. um, a lot of meditation. I'll reach out to, you know, my support system, which really is Lynn or Dan um, or some of my friends. Um, but a lot of it is just reminding yourself that it's okay to think these things and to feel these things, but that doesn't mean that they're true. Yeah. Um, and just a lot of push through, you know. Does the breathing exercise help? I really, I really yeah. feel. When I first started the therapy, I was like, this is, although a lot of what CFC is surrounding is in a lot of that. Um, I didn't think it was going to be something that would work for me. Yeah. I was just very skeptical. Was your brain with a race when mm -hmm. you were breathing? Yeah, and I was just very skeptical of it. Like, how is this like actually going to help me? It and like, it felt weird. Was it magic, like voodoo? Like, this is crazy. Like yeah, well, Pixie well, dust? Yeah, I mean, just like, you know, how much could Plum it possibly... Plum fairies and unicorns? <laughs> how much could it possibly be doing for you? Um, but yeah. I feel like over the last, you know, couple of weeks, it's definitely something that I do come back to. Um, and I do a lot of writing. I, I am a poet. Um, I've been working on my own, you know, mm. story. Um, and so I just kind of, you know, write those things down. I also do um, my own video journals. Mm. So when I feel love that whatever, wow, um, I'll I'm, talk to I might myself. do that. Whoa, that I is, feel like they've been. Really, I don't like writing. Yeah, so I do video journals. I talk to myself in the wow. car or wherever. Wait, like this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, just like I'm just talking to any person, like I'm writing in a journal. I love that. Um, and then I'll delete them, or sometimes I'll listen back to them um, to hear what I had That's to say. That's a nugget but right there. It's That's... just to get your stuff out, and then it's out there, and then wow. you can let go of it. Um, if if no, if money didn't exist, if opinions didn't exist, um, to make the world a better place, who is Alyssa? Um, when no I, one's looking, who's Alyssa? Yeah, I think Alyssa is very soft. She's just gentle and kind and intuitive. Um, a person that wants to help other people. I'm very creative and um, I'm really a mom. Um, and I'm, I'm healing. I think that's really who Alyssa is right now. Yeah, and I don't think there's a graduation or anything we mm -hmm. do. There's, there's progress, right? Yeah. There's no such thing as perfection. But I got to tell you, I'm so thankful that we did this the second time. Um, super grateful for the time that we spent together. Yeah. And your journey is incredible. And Thank I want to just keep doing this, um, keep doing check-ins and, mm -hmm. you know, just to see what the progress is and everything else that's going on. And 
Um, you know, for all you entrepreneurs out there, I mean, you know, if, if, if you listen to the whole thing, if you don't think that this is like what success in all areas of life, all areas of life actually looks like, um, it's right here, it's right in front of you. And, and I think you're just at the beginning of the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so much more, yeah. you know, for what's about to happen. And uh, once again, I can't thank you enough. And if you have any other thoughts before that, if anyone wants to uh, learn more about Alyssa, go ahead and click the link below. If people want to check out CFC Recovery yeah. and learn more, um, if you could So they that. can go to healingus.org. Um, you'll be able to see all of our um, materials on there. You can also give us a call if you or anyone you know is struggling with addiction um, or looking for a recovery community. It's 1-833-300-HOPE. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing that I would want for people to know is that it is doesn't matter what your past is um mm. you if you use it as you can you can weaponize it and use it to your ability to become successful um and you're always going to have that nagging voice in your head um but that's okay and if you just push through you know you will find the other side yeah you know it's funny the nagging voice when i when i step out of it reminds me that i'm on the right path mm -hmm that it's just fear of the change that's about to happen. Yeah. But but change is always good for me. Yeah, I, I find that it. resistance is good. Yeah. Um, and you push against that resistance. That means that you're you're doing something that, you know, other people are not able to do. Three books that you recommend for someone to read that's really touched your soul. Three books. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, when Breath Becomes Air. Um, that's a great book. It's about a neurosurgeon, um, who finds out that he has cancer. Um, and so he starts talking from a patient's perspective. Mm. Um, there's also a book by Morgan Harper. Her book is called, um, healing through or no pieces of practice. Mm. Um, it talks about, you know, navigating peace and being able to give yourself grace. Mm. Um, and then a third book, I would have to think about that one. Okay. We'll get back to you on the third book. Yeah. folks. Um, but in the meantime, check out CFC Recovery. Check out Alyssa, her story, where she's at. Uh, the inspiration is there. Daniel, the whole journey with Lynn and Daniel. It really is what God looks like in human form on, on how a miracle takes place because the statistical, um, if I was to put math to this, to this equation of Lynn, Daniel, and then Alyssa, <laughs> 10 years later, mm -hmm. I, you might as well just jump in, a, in the time machine or get into the multiverse because I, I think it's all just like insanely beautiful. And, mm -hmm. and once again, I can't thank you enough. Yeah, thank you. That's it for today with Rob Gill and the Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. Be sure to hop to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe and tune into all the podcasts. Also, be sure to follow the Rob Gill YouTube channel and Rob Gill social media channels. We'll see you on the next podcast.